To all the family houses, first of all, I want to congratulate the families, all the nine families and and their leaders for another successful year. Uh, But the reason why we spend this much time singing is to let God know that which we can't express in words, that we do believe that we couldn't have done any of these without him. And I do hope that you believe that also sincerely because that's where men go wrong. The moment man thinks that he can do without God, and that's the hand of man. So uh, we've witnessed a very um, thriving, successful year because he's helped us. Now, if that's true about you, if that's true about your family, I want to see you just type praise God, just 100. If you believe that, um, it's either that or you look around you and say, well, you know, I don't know what this year has been like. No, no, it's not time to explain to you that it's been a great year. So, uh, but if you believe, you know, just praise God, whichever way it's been an awesome, beautiful year. My job is short this morning, very short. Um, it's Christmas service, and I do hope you um, you go spend time with your family, then families. That's what I you know what that means. Scripture this morning. I've got two scriptures. As we celebrate Christmas, and we're not part of those who say we don't celebrate Christmas because it's pagan stuff. Birthday is birthday, you know. If the whole world agrees to speak about Jesus, whichever way, on a certain day, it's an honor. I believe Jesus receives it as an honor as well. Either it's commercialized or not, I don't think it makes any difference. It's just we honor him. So this scripture is my start point this morning. Um, The reason why it came is to give us all access into a divine life. The structure of his ministry was clear. And so let's keep it simple this morning. There's so many Christmas messages, but this is the gospel. Look at this scripture, please. For to us a child is born, Mm. to us a son is given. And we've said this many times. It was a child that was born in the manger. That's the one that says from Nazareth. But by the time it was ready for us, it's not a child anymore. We were given a son. And the reason why we were given a son is so that we can know how to behave as sons. In our childhood, God sits on us and the time comes that it releases us to the world. We become sons. In another scripture, it says, you've become my son. Today have I begotten you. In other words, when a child is born, it is not just the fact that they go through the natural process of growth that makes them sons. It's their ability to hear the father, to know purpose. The moment their ears are circumcised to hear, they become sons and no longer children. Maturity is ability to hear. 
anything outside of that is childhood. So if a child was born, it was just talking about natural process, whatever got you to this point in your life, there is nothing you could have done to stop it. Either you came into the nation at the age of 30 or 40, whatever happened to you before then, you couldn't stop it. It's called childhood. For to us, a child is born. But you cannot present a son without a child. Child is the entry point. If you become a son, is another matter. Everyone will be born as a child. Then a time comes when God begins to put demand on you to fulfill that which is written over your life. And so the trajectory of Jesus is not different from, from yours. To us a child is born. To us a son is given. God reminds us on occasions like these that if he's going to give us to the world, to save the world, he can't give us as a child. We have to be given as sons able to read tones of the Father and to hear what he is saying in every season. So what happened to the church is we remain children, child, childhood. Uh, childhood is when you know all the elements of this world so that I don't spoil your Christmas. Then it says, as for this son, these are the characteristic of his sonship. In other words, do not look for signs. Once you, If you want to know if he's a son, you will see these signs. Look at what you will see. And the government will be on his Policies shoulder. Policies will be on his shoulder. Government, dominion, will be something that he carries on his shoulders. In a visible place. He can't carry it on his head because his head is God. But the next thing to the head is his shoulder. The government, the power, the dominion. So you don't look at it. He didn't say healing will come out of his hand. Those are just fruits. They are signs. The real thing on his shoulder is government. Government will be upon his shoulder. The dominion that he gave to Adam in the first place. It will represent or represent that dominion to us. And so if he's given us to the world, he's given us as government. And if he's going to the, the first top place of government, the childhood situation of government is family. Uh -huh. So you're not going to remain family forever, even though you'll be family. The next change is so the child here is, is family. The son is government. Are you listening to me this afternoon? The son is government. Maturity is government. Maturity is dominion. Maturity is policies. The first stage, a child, that's a family. So whoever is speaking here says he was a child, that's a family. If properly groomed in family, he will become a son. If not raised in a family, he will not become a son. Do you understand that? So the major problem of our community is that people don't get into sonship. Everybody was born into family. So as a child is born. But how do you know a community, a people that have advanced, they will have government. They will hold the powers of a land. It doesn't matter if it is Nigeria or UK. So uh, churches in Africa remain children. Even though they didn't even fulfill the children part because it has to be family. It has to be us, not me. It's to us. 
the government will be upon his shoulder. And because the government is upon his shoulder, what will his constituency say about him? His name will be called what? Wonderful Counselor, uh -huh. Mighty God, uh -huh. Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, uh -huh. of the greatness of his government. Did you see this again? Just in case you think he's forgotten about government. The all coming of Christ is about government. He spent the time necessary until he took Rome. He died. Everything happened. But he was going to government. Don't be mistaken once where this whole thing is going is government before the second coming. The second coming is not an escape. It's government. And all eyes will see. The Bible says, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints. All eyes will see the real leader of the government because they want to see him. They wonder why Natalie is ruling the way she's ruling. They wonder from that generation why Faye is ruling, why Terry is ruling the way he's ruling. And they're going to keep telling them it's because the government, the guy, the main guy, Christ, is reigning over my life. But the world can't see that. The world cannot believe that. But they will believe you. And all the glory must be to him. That's why it will come with a blast to show the world. And finally, the world will look upon him that was pierced and say, really, it was not a spiritual leader. Really, it was not just Jesus of Nazareth. He wasn't. He's too big for that. That's nonsense. He's the king of the whole earth. The God over all cosmos. The God of the angel armies. The one that made all things without whom nothing was made that was made. The word is the eternal word of God. Is the spoken word. Is the expression of the word. He made all things. Be it dominions and principalities and power. And he looks down this afternoon when all the things that he made looks like it's not ease. And what is he looking for? Sons. Sons will understand government. People who can move from childhood to government. The government will be upon his shoulder. So if you touch the elm of his garment, you're touching his government. You, you understand that? Uh -huh. And whenever you touch that elm, for you, it might be healing from 12 years, issue of blood. For some of us, we've grown past that. It is nations. And so in case you think they were brief about his government, it comes back in verse 7. And it says, of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end there will be no end of the greatness of his government not his church uh -huh. not his church not his religion not how many bibles are sold a year not the greatness of his spirituality <laughs> not the greatness of his whatever else christians tell us of the greatness of his government there shall be no end there are realms and principalities and powers that have tried to copy this like the crown of england they don't want that greatness to fade away but god allowed that greatness to happen so that you can see that the greatness of this kingdom will not be everlasting the only kingdom's greatness that will be everlasting is him christ the child that became a son and people really don't believe that Christ was a child that became a son. But he was. Because again I repeat to you. He said today have I begotten you. It was the day he was able to speak to him. And he, he went to John the Baptist and says permit it to be so. 
And when he came out of the waters, God said, this is my beloved son. Do you see the layers of obedience? Do you see the process from child? It is nothing sentimental. It is not sentimental. It's not emotional. It's a principle fulfilled. If that principle is not fulfilled, there is no sonship. And you know, as pastors, sometimes we want to install on people that which they've not become. Uh-huh. then as prophets you want to prophesy on people that which they've not become when you enter the realm of being a billionaire it will be the processes of obedience this obedience is spiritual it is not something you can do by effort it is spiritual it is God given it is God's word when he says it it makes no sense when he says it it makes no sense but it makes divine sense he is a government. He's not a negotiator. Uh-huh. So Christ is not looking to negotiate with you. He is a government. So you don't beg a government. I've been in lost situations before. You don't beg a government. They have laws. You understand? So either the government man likes you or not. If you know the law, that's the end of the game. Of the greatness of his government and peace. That's wholeness. There shall be no end. Uh-huh. He will reign on David's throne. Now, it, it says to you, in case you spiritualize this now, in case you begin to think, hallelujah is the response to this. Hallelujah is not. Then it brings us into physical men. It said the throne it will reign upon will be David's throne. Do you understand David's throne? It was king over Israel, then Judah. Over Judah, then Israel. The entirety of Israel, physical people. It was the king of his people. God says the prototype of that. You will see Christ reign over the most important nation, the David's throne, and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Uh huh. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is God's desire. So when we think about Christmas, when we think about any other thing, think about government. And the way he's going to take you into government is the more you look at him, the more the Spirit of God will move you to the tools that you need so that you can become sons. You can hear clearly, you can see clearly, and you can act rightly. For if a man cannot hear clearly, he cannot act rightly. He will be confused. They will say, you're preaching yesterday and then today I'm confused. No, there's a sin of the heart. Uh -huh. There's something you know. You will know when he is speaking. You're not looking for a voice. You have a voice already. Of the greatness of his government. He's a government man. The first thing he spoke to Adam when the word came to the east of Eden was have dominion. And Christ comes into this world. To restore the government of his kingdom. Healing and everything was just to show the power of his kingdom. He wasn't going to carry arrows, but would eventually have armies who do that. The power of his kingdom is why he did miracles. Not he wasn't doing it to convince his own subjects. For his subjects must know that their kingdom has power. To bring back the original Adam that God intended. Someone says, all these things that you say, what do I have to do? Believe. I already told you and I was saying this yesterday. Look at this second scripture, then I'll close. 
At one time we were weak and we could not help ourselves. Then at the right time Christ died to save us. If you, if you think about scriptures like that, it makes you wonder because it's like he's still talking to you. And he says, at the right time, Christ came. And I told you yesterday, the simplicity of the gospel is, if it's left to you and I, we won't make it. So Christ looks at us and looks at our frailty and says, I'll go die. Because they can't do it. And this is why we say that whatever you do, either you're, in, you're given, you're leading a house. You, if you try to do it in the flesh, you will fall flat. The day you will climb YouTube and start a building spark nation, you'll be shocked. Even you'll be shocked at yourself what you can do. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. Spirituality is for those who have believed. In belief, in faith, you first have the first fruit of the spirit patience, endurance, because faith just sees what is going to happen, not what if not. And because of that is patient. He knows that if God says it will come true, even if he's 80, God will come through. He's got the fruit of the Spirit. It's not managing. It's not trying to. He understands that Christ died because you by yourself will never be adequate ever so i said to your brothers yesterday and this is where i want to stop this today faith in christ makes us all qualified for eternal life it's faith it's not even a sinless life it's faith he paid it is not sinless life that qualifies you for eternity it's faith in christ that's all. That's one. Then you come to the point where you ask, will he then use me? Will he use me to take nations? Will he even use me to, will he even bless me to be a blessing, whatever else? That's not based on faith in Christ. That's based on death in Christ. Him using you didn't die for. Him getting you to eternal life, he died for. Once you have faith in that, you're fine. You'll make heaven, whatever they say. But on this earth, for God to raise you, you will not be a child. You'll have to be a son. I started giving examples yesterday. The scripture preached to Abraham saying, in you all nations will be blessed. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him as righteousness. But a day comes that God says, would you die? And God says, take your only child, Isaac. And take him and go sacrifice him. If you read the encounter of Isaac afterwards, you almost look back at God and say, for real? Because only then did God say, now I know. Then you look at Abraham and God's relationship. And you will say, but he's followed you for years. It was not until that encounter to be used in this realm, you will die. With scripture, first, first John chapter 3, verse 16. In John 3, 16, it tells us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, anyone, if a drunkard believes, if Hitler believes, you'll be shocked what you will see. Wait. 
if whosoever believes should not perish but have eternal life that is one only one i've not said anything outside of your bible that's the only one requirement for eternal life one but you see there are many people that believes but god is not using them so you begin to wonder why it's like you're settled for eternal life but on earth you're gonna have to struggle your way out but in first john chapter 3 verse 16 it says in this we know love that a man should lay down his life so we didn't know what love is in john 3 16 but we got to know what it is in first john 3 16 is a sign of reminder this is how we know what love is jesus laid down his life for us uh, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters god's using of us on earth is not our faith in him it's our faith in us to enter into eternal life is faith in him to be used in this life is faith in us if i believe so much in the ends i have to lay down my life for only or, or, or dummy or some i cannot I, I cannot protect my life because of faith that's where our predecessors missed it they have faith in christ but they protected their family god says that qualifies you for eternal life but look at what they should have done instead of laying down their lives they laid down their their nights we started doing night videos and fasting you lay down your food god says you see that food is not your life for if a man fasts for 21 days after that you will eat but if you interface with people when they ought you you don't recover and as you're not recovering god says that is qualification for my anointing and government to be upon your shoulders if you've ever met politicians you'll realize there are people who have laid down their lives they have no life they have nothing but in christianity we hide life under life god says no they are two different things i've given you the example of abraham and i, I mean abraham yes and i told you something yesterday i said how do you know leadership that will make it the leadership you should follow with all your heart ask what they are asking you to do will they do it the conversation of God and Abraham is deeper than what is recorded here because it won't take if Abraham knew God to a point the Bible says he counted him faithful you can't a guy you can't see who just says I'll bless you bye you can't count him faithful count faithful means you've considered so when he asked him to sacrifice his only son he knew he would do it he knew the guy talking to me from the way he's talking and doing this guy is desperate it's been true that he did it in eden when he slaughtered the lamb that was the end of creation he covered adam's wrong with the lamb that is slaughtered in eden you know that was the that was the death of christ right in eden he took the lamb slaughtered the lamb and covered man's nakedness he laid down his own life and without Abraham, I haven't seen Jesus, the one, the, the Nazarene coming, he knew 
Adam, Adam's art played in history. He knew it's done. History, the future is in the past. Did you hear what I just said? The future is in the past. So when you're relating with God, you don't see future or history. You see time. So Abraham, being told to sacrifice his son, has already seen the guy who is asking him to do so, done it. Time will reveal to us that Christ came in human flesh, but Abraham knew. Abraham saw it. His heart was moved towards giving his only son on that mountain that day because he saw him do it. In case you don't believe that, you're thinking what's the Bible reference to that. Remember that before Egypt went to Israel, I mean Israel went to Egypt and was in slavery for 500 years, Abraham knew. And what was Abraham's escape for his children's children? Seed. God says, take a sacrifice. Slaughter two birds. Three. But the other one don't slaughter him because it's the dove. Don't cut the spirit. Don't do nothing to the spirit because it will go ahead of your generation. So he sacrificed two birds but did not cut the dove. Allowed the dove to move because that's this transmitter of power to fulfill purpose. Abraham knew. And there are many references but it's Christmas Day. On that note, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. In all the nations, you. It's Christmas. It's Christmas Day. Let's go eat, drink, and marry. We did that yesterday. <laughs> when we see what God has planned for us in 2022, it's the number six. Take charge of the realm of men. For God paid the price for the realm of man. So the greatest teaching for the number six is this. This is how we know love. You want to take this realm. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down. If you can still quarrel with somebody... It means you haven't even touched the realm of laying down anything. Your own ego is still the one ruling you. So you've not even entered this realm of sacrifice at all. Then the same person says, I, I emptied my bank account. Have you seen politicians wanting to run for office before? They run into debt. Child Christianity tells you, give your 10% and just be worshipping the Lord. Then they wonder why God never uses them. It, can I tell you a secret? God doesn't know they exist no more. The Bible says so. When people want to take power, they do anything. They lay their lives. You don't see, most of their marriages are just, they're just arranging. They just show up. They, everything is dead. Everything. They've laid their lives for it. And God looks down to the horizons of men this afternoon and says, can I find men that can lay down their lives that I can use? Because all I see is men who just worship me and say, hallelujah, God, how are you? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh. 
And God is saying, yes, you're saved. But can you please help me? He said, no, no, we'll be back. This is the only way we know love. That Jesus laid down his life and we also ought to do so. Yes, given his laying down of our lives, when he really touches you, that's what he is. Um, living in one of those houses or these houses is the laying down of our lives. You want to have money to a place where you're in a beautiful mansion with you and your wife and kids and it looks like what you see on television. But that's why it remains there. Popularity on Instagram is not government. It's not government. It's fun. It's entertainment. It's powerful. But it's not government. And it will never be government. Government is what God wants for us. So people then ask me, what if I'm not looking for that much complicated life? I just want simple life. You are. You're just giving up. The first word man heard was abdominion. Uh-huh. Is your wiring. However, if you're not, don't worry about it. Go somewhere else. For this house, we're going to have to follow what Jesus is. The government will be upon his shoulder. Merry Christmas, guys. I love you all. Freely you gave it all for us. Surrendered your life upon Great is your love. Great is your love. This is our Lift it on high. Lift it on high. Forever I go. Rescue the world. You're still not getting my view. Merry Christmas. Where is your love? This is our God. This Lift it on us. of the kingdom, right? The government is upon his shoulder. Wake up, guys. Thank you. Thank 
for at your feet. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. In robes of white, the blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise amongst the same. My gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. I cast my mind. I cast my to Calvary, to Calvary, where Jesus bled, where Jesus bled. That's the conclusion of power, God. I see the one His hands, His feet, my Savior, my Savior, the cursed tree, the cursed tree, His body bound, His body bound. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Everyone now, please now, everyone in our nation. As a son, not a child. Children die. If a child lays down their life, God will still not accept it. You'll get on your way home. It needs to see a son. So obedience is not sporadic. It's a process. There are many obediences that lead to de-obedience. God bless Abraham with everything to make him obey one. So on the cross, at conclusion, as he was dying as a son on the cross, is never referred to Mary as mother. Calls her woman. On the cross, it looks at John. John is the apostle of love. John, John is the closest to Christ. But most importantly, John is the only one he will meet when he's in heaven to tell, the, to tell John about the nations and the world to come. Hence the book of Revelation. It looks at John and says to John, 
It says, son, behold your mother. <laughs> mother, behold your son. He was talking to his mom, Mary, and John. And he calls Mary the mother of John and John the son. The Bible says, from that day on, John took her in as his ticket to the revelation of the world to come. We're going to start World Conference before this year is over, so don't worry. The entry point, why do I share these things? I know you may be busy looking for things outside. The understanding of these things is what makes you. And I've seen people who have been in the church for years, but they don't hear these things. They just think, let's organize the next program. Let's... Understanding it is what makes a person. Hearing, understanding it. Not your suggestions. Not your activities. If you don't know it, you will just be around blessings. Would you... Knowing it is different from retentive memory. I don't think you'll remember everything I've said. But there's an understanding that is yours. That's why we spend a lot of time singing. So that it can sink in. The Spirit of God can reveal to you what your part in this is. I want you to remember this Christmas as no greater love than this can a person express. If Jesus laid down his life for people... If you do the same, you'll have the same power. It is not, oh, he's special because he's Jesus. He gave us. So John knew it. That's why he wrote it in 1 John 3, 16. This guy saw the world that is yet to come. He saw the pandemic. He saw Russia. He saw United States. He saw everything. Then on the toy. At break of dawn, the son of heaven, the son of heaven, he rose again, he rose again, he trampled death, he trampled death, he trampled death, he trampled death, he Son of heaven, the Son of heaven, the Son of heaven, the Everybody, the Son of heaven, the Son of the Lord of the Of white, when he returns, we will deliver the kingdom to him. When we see him, this guy will be giving nations to him. I really want to stop, you know. The greatest seed, the seed is looking for when he shows up in the sky, what you will give him that day is the greatest seed you will come with the tech world you on your knees you give him that's what he's coming to take 
So that's the seed. That's why I said obedience is progressive. Every obedience you're doing in giving is to take nations so that you have Isaac to give him. It is not, this is not the obedience. This is just leading you to the obedience. The Bible says to the obedience of all nations. Abraham had given tithe before. He's done all that. But that's not the obedience. That obedience only qualified him to have the seed for the obedience. So when we say shall return, imagine, this makes the gospel interesting, isn't it? That when, when it shows up, what we were thought before is a blast and then everybody will be flying. Those ones will be dead already. He's only coming for his own stars. That's why they have numbers. In scriptures, you see hundred and so, so, so thousand. You will wonder, how, why? Then you spiritualize that. You say spiritual number. We'll see. It will return. So the government of his kingdom, the beauty people sent to the beauty world will come present that world to him. Then he will take it and crush it and show you the new world. That's all he needs it for. So every step we'll take, every month we'll give, every day we'll give. Remember, however powerful that obedience is, once you've done that, his return is not blessing. His return is next level obedience. Next level instruction is what it gives you when you sow. Because remember, there's a process from childhood to sonship. So you've sown the biggest seed now. Then he says you are now qualified for the next level of instruction. You don't pay your school fees and become the principal. You pay school fees so that you are qualified for exam for the next class. I really want to stop, guys. Take these things in and believe that you're listening to a person who has and I've experienced these things. I know it. Maybe more now in hindsight. But I get it because they answer many questions. I say, why is this person, that person in this church we met? They are given, but they, are, they didn't rise. Those is they didn't understand the process that that given is not your qualifications to billions, it's your qualifications to next instruction. Uh -huh. When you are in the army, you fight as a recruit or whatever. But that don't make you a general the next day. It qualifies you for the next level of fight. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace.